Good Tuesday evening and welcome to another edition of the DC Sports Rundown presented to you by the Sideline Junkies and sponsored by Anchor FM. Welcome to Sideline Junkieville where we got the man, the myth, the legend, the boss, the mayor, BJ. The one, the only. What's up ladies and gentlemen? And of course you got me oh so sexy and chocolate tea. The big guy, KG. And if that's Boss Hog, that means I'm Enos. So, hey, I'm the high sheriff of Sideline Junkieville. Oh, man. This has been crazy two weeks, especially here in the DMV. So, everybody that's under the stay-at-home order, don't matter what state you're in, uh, stay your asses in the house. Please. Because... You basically getting recess taken away from everybody else because you want to go do what you want to do. Please listen to the guidelines. Let's get this thing beat. We can knock this out if we pay attention. Eh, KG, it, it sounds so simple, doesn't it? But we both know that it's just people that, for whatever reasons, just do not believe that they're, um, I guess that they believe they're, they're immune to whatever's going on. It's not that serious. Um, it is serious. You know, people are, you know, uh, myself and KG, we're essential workers for our job. So, you know, it is kind of scary to think that, you know, you're going out and you don't know what's going to happen. You know, um, not only are we both essential workers, uh, I'm at an elevated risk because of an underlying health issue. So I know that's which I, you know, not what you guys came on here to listen to, but it's just like a, we just felt like it's our civic duty um, to just throw it out there. We know everybody's home. Look, is we we have electric electricity, running water, Wi-Fi. You got your favorite streaming services. Some. Uh, some have offered free channels for the kids, free learning things for the kids, um, because they know everybody's home. So take advantage of all these things. Get some board games. Um, make family time. You know, it, it just is. It's 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 like it's. Um, I don't know the word I'm looking for. It's, it's it's forcing people to do things they've never had to do before because this is a this is a technology filled generation and you still got your technology but now the family's back in the mix it's like eating dinner with the, the family again you know you get to do that enjoy this enjoy this time enjoy this time take advantage of this time and you know um the stay at home order is in effect doesn't mean you i believe you still can go work out as long as you keep your your uh your social distance safe so you still go for a walk still go for a run um, but, you know, do take precautions, uh, you know, don't touch anything, don't touch, your, you know, your mouth, your eyes, your nose. When you do go out, leave your shoes outside the door if you can and disinfect those and um, and just sit back. I don't want to say enjoy because it's not an enjoyable time right now, you know, watching people lose their lives, but just sit back and relax. Let it get handled. The, the quicker we 
you know, kind of just listening to what, you know, Governor Hogan is saying, uh, Merrill Bowser, if you're in D.C., and Governor, Governor Northam, if you're in VA, quicker we can get through this. Because right now it's looking like this is still on the rise. This is nowhere near the peak, and that's scary. And we're, we're about to hit April, KG, so we're talking about, you know, this going into into the summer. So, um, hey. Yeah, that, that's the wild part about it. It's, it's been dragging on for so long. But uh, we can, I say we because we all have to do it, but we can take this thing down. Take the precautions. Listen to what's being said. We shouldn't have had to go to a uh, a stay-at-home order, a shelter-in-place, because people don't want to stay home. They want to go out. They want to party. But my thing is, most people that's going out doing these things, you didn't do this before all of this happened. So why do it now? Take this time. It's just, it's just a free time, yeah. Well, yeah, that's absolutely true. And, but I, I mean, the, the, my, my job is the volumes cut down. So I get to get off a little early and I get to get home and I get to a few more hours with the kids. So on top of using the electronics, Hey, we cut all of that off. We find something for dinner, make sure dinner's ready. And we go pile up around. I mean, the whole entire house we will go in the living room and we'll, we might play Monopoly. We might play Uno until somebody get their feelings hurt. Because, you know, Uno is one of those games like spades. Somebody's going to get their feelings hurt. But it's fun to play. We'll, we'll play life. I mean, we've even done a scary movie night. But we'll pick a movie that we haven't watched in a long time that's scary. And the kids haven't seen We throw it on. And we just go from there. Um, I think this week's movie is going to be Tales from the Hood. Because I haven't seen it in a long time. And then I want to see Tales from the Hood, too. Things like that. So take this time. Spend it with your loved ones. Spend it with your family. You know? But like You're absolutely said, right. Yeah. You're absolutely right, brother. You're absolutely right. Um, yeah. It, it, you can't say it any better than that. So. Believe me. I, I mean, my mom lives about three minutes away. And I talk to her every day, but it's different talking to her every day and then popping up to go see her. Like, she called me and, and she's been teasing me doing this whole thing, telling me the things that she's cooking. And I'm like, dude, I can't get over there and get that. Why are you doing this to me? She's frying apples Mom, tomorrow. Mom's making you drool. Yeah. She did roast beef uh, two days ago. She's frying apples tomorrow after work. So... I just wanted to let you know that so you can be in the same boat with me because I don't think we're going to get no apples, brother. Ho, 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 ho. We both have a letter stating that we're essential employees and we can be out. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we do. Yeah. Bro. Don't even get down on yourself. It can happen. But, oh, man. Hey, that's a little bit of ray of sunshine. I'm going to get my apples tomorrow. <laughs> Indeed, but now, indeed, let's jump into the business at hand. We are here to talk DC sports. Most importantly, tonight we're here to talk Washington 
Redskins. Burgundy and gold. X's and O's. Let's get it. Now, Clinton Portis, respected Redskin. Uh, some may call him a Redskin legend. Uh, I'm not going to go that far. I mean, I respect him. <laughs> I was waiting for that. That I was waiting for that. That one-two combination to come. Yeah, I'm. I, I can't. I because the thing is, everybody say Santana Moss is a Redskin legend, but you got to realize Santana Moss is called a legend because of the Monday Night Miracle, because of how he helped out in 2012, because he got everybody to trust RG3. Because he trusted him first, and then all the other receivers start trusting him. Come on. That's why, and then the Tanner man is just, that's the Tanner man. I mean, when you needed a play, he was there. Clinton Portis, on the other hand, he changed his whole running style, and he did good when he came here, but not like the Tanner man. I'm sorry. But uh, anyway, moving on. He was on uh, Team 980 earlier today, and in a nutshell, if he had the number two pick, or he had to choose between Chase Young out of the Ohio State University and Isaiah Simmons out of Clemson University, he would pick Isaiah Simmons as, you know, for the Redskins. Now, as of right now, the Redskins hold the number two pick. Now, the Dolphins are trying to move up because they want to get, uh, who did the Dolphins, the Dolphins want to get is it Barrow they want to get? I thought it was. I thought it was Tua. I'm not. Oh, I'm, I'm him. Tua. But I can't remember who the Dolphins want to get because I really don't pay attention to the Dolphins. And if the Redskins are entertaining any phone calls from the Dolphins, I hope they're going straight to voicemail because I don't care what anybody says. If the Redskins want, they're talking about the Redskins trading back, trading the number two pick and getting. Uh, two first-round picks later in the round, you're not going to get your man. Your man is waiting for you at number two because you know, without a shadow of a doubt, the Bengals, if they keep that number one pick, they're going to take Joe Barrow. That's the it and that's all, okay? Yeah, yeah that's, that's that's what that's looking like. Is it, it would have to be something catastrophic for Joe Burrow not to go number one. I don't think, uh, personally, I don't think Tua, um, I don't want to say he's not the better quarterback, but I think overall when you're talking about quarterback play and durability, I think Joe Burrow is it. Agree. I agree. And looking at the top five, Cincinnati, Detroit, Miami. Those are the three teams that are, that's, that are in need of uh, quarterbacks. And Cincinnati still has – uh, Did you say Detroit? Yeah, Detroit's the number three pick. Okay, but uh, and don't get me wrong. Look, I you know they they have Matthew Stafford because they there were rumblings a couple of weeks ago, and, and that's all it, it that's all it was at the time, and, and it hasn't grown that it was just rumblings that Detroit and Matthew Stafford may be looking to separate. Because we talked about that, I was like, man. You know, we this is before um, Philip Rivers got released. Man, you might have Philip Rivers on the move. You might have Matt Stafford on the move. You know, but now it's kind of taking a different table because 
yeah, you have Matthew Stafford, but you also got the was it 2015 NFL MVP Cam Newton on the block on the on the market now. Yes, you do. That is true. And how is he still unsigned? Hold on, hold on, hold on. We'll okay. get into it. Hold on a second. Okay. Okay. Not only do you have the NFL MVP sitting, the 2015 NFL MVP sitting in free agency, you have um, last year's passing leader in yards, Jameis Winston. Yes, he did throw 30 touchdowns with 30 interceptions. Okay? But... Just like I keep telling people, when you when you have a, a pure passer, a gunslinger, they're going to take some chances. Because I never really heard this when Brett Favre was throwing those interceptions. So all of a sudden, you have these two. And, and we'll, we'll dive deeper into that. Maybe this show, maybe another show. But I think with them two on the market, I think that changes the dynamic for the draft also. Because Detroit, do they really want to draft a quarterback if it's not Joe Burrow, if it's not Tua? You know, who knows, you know, if they want to move back or whatever the case may be or continue with Matt Stafford or bring in Cam Newton, who knows? True indeed. And then you bring up Brett Favre. In 2005, Brett Favre threw 20 touchdowns and 29 interceptions. And he was uh, the greatest thing since sliced bread. Brett Favre. I mean, three-time MVP, 95, 96, and 97. And those three years, he didn't throw more than 16 picks. He threw 13 and 95, 13 and 96, 16 and uh, 97. But he was an MVP. But Brett Favre was a gunslinger. Joe Namath was a gunslinger. Joe Namath has more career interceptions than touchdowns, but you don't hear that knock on him. Now, me personally, I love Joe Namath, but I always say the 1968 season, which is the season they beat the Colts, which was probably the greatest team ever assembled, and I mean the Baltimore Colts. I'm not talking about the Indianapolis Colts. I'm talking about the Baltimore Colts. Uh, Earl Morelade, who won MVP, you still had uh, Jimmy Orr, you had um, geez, Lydell Mitchell. You had so many different weapons on that team. Mike Curtis on defense, mad dog. And they lost to the Jets 16-7. to And a lot of Bubba Smith say he couldn't even look at the video game, the video of that game, because he doesn't want to think about it. He said, I don't want to have no more nightmares. That's how bad the Baltimore Colts felt about losing to Namath and the Jets. But that right there, that set Namath's career on his feet. But he never matched that success after that. But he's still a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's still considered one of the greatest. But. Yes, indeed, sir. And I I don't mean to come in so late. I was listening to you. And um, they they don't want to look at that tape because they weren't supposed to lose that that the Super Bowl. Exactly. So, and um, you know, when you when you're held on the pedestal like that, you expect to basically steamroll your opponent. And one of the greatest upsets in sports history is going to sting. So, but you know, I I don't think people sometimes I don't think people understand 
that gunslinger mentality. You know, it's it's kind of like, of course, the to, to everybody a gunslinger, you have to have a strong arm quarterback. So, but not necessarily. I think a gunslinger is somebody willing to take risks. Because I put I put Roethlisberger in that gunslinger mm-hmm. category. Somebody that'll throw the ball up and give their receiver a chance to make a play, regardless of the outcome. Like they're they're past counting interceptions because mm-hmm. we we've seen it. I know uh, Big Jim, you know, doesn't like Big Ben, but we've seen Big Ben come out in a horrible half, horrible quarter. And then light it up, you know. Th- throw two ugly interceptions, and then he finished with four touchdowns and two interceptions and mm-hmm. three hundred sixty-seven yards, sixty-seven percent passing. So, um, shoot, I think um, Tom Brady has a little bit of it in him. He, he, especially when he had Randy Moss, and he could—that was the first receiver he had where he could just, okay, I'm going to just throw this ball up and, and see if he can go get it. Like, who else is, has he had that he can just be like, I'm going to just, Gronk. Gronk, yeah. Gronk, you could do it with Gronk. Gronk, you could do it, you could be like, okay, I know I'm going to put this on his back shoulder. I know he can get it. I know, you know, I'm going to give him a chance to get it versus, you know, whoever's guarding him, I don't care. So, mm-hmm. but... It just seems like, you know... Right, go ahead, go ahead. What you about to say? No, no, I, I was going to add to your list. And I'll say this, and you know me, anybody that knows me know I'm, I'm very old school when it comes to football. I love the history of the game. And not only when it comes to the history of the game, not only do I love Redskins history, uh, I love the history of things ha- that happened in the state of Maryland, D.C., Virginia. And at one point in time, you had the Redskins in Maryland. Well, they were in D.C., but you had the Redskins in D.C., you had the Colts in Maryland. And I, growing up, that's all that was talked about in the house was Redskins and Colts, how great both franchises were. The Redskins were great in the 80s, but the Colts were great the 50s and the 60s and the first part of the 70s. Johnny Unitas was a gunslinger. Johnny Unitas could go out, throw an interception. Same straight face, same even kill. He'd go out and he'd throw six touchdowns. Same straight face, same even kill. It didn't matter because he knew he could go and get it done. And that's why Johnny U will always be one of my favorite, 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 all-time quarterbacks mm-hmm. of all time because of that demeanor. Speaking of which, uh, and talking about moms earlier, she brought up a time we went to an Amish market up by uh, – the Merlin, Pennsylvania line. And I begged her to buy, it was an autographed picture. And I don't mean like eight by 10. I mean like a big, this had to be one of those really, really big pictures. It's black and white, had Johnny Unitas in the pocket, ran back the throat, and he autographed it in the corner. $300. Hmm. I, I didn't have, I left my card at home on purpose because I was like, I didn't want to go out and spend no money, but I had the money. This is before the days of cash out. And I begged her to buy that. I said, that would look so good in my living room because I need that. And she was like, no, we can come back and get it. Went back to get it and it was gone. Gone. 
Absolutely gone. Yeah, you know, man. things like that don't last. Well, I know we, we, me, if you listen to this show at all, you know, we are, we'll go off way off topic because we're supposed to be talking about Chase Young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we can start talking about quarterbacks, but hey, bring not it back. only, not only did we go off the road, we got out, took the cameras out, start walking into the fields and stuff, admiring everything. Yeah, but. Let's That's bring the, you back. Okay. Now, here's the, the, the initial question was Chase Young, Isaiah Simmons. Now, here's the tale of the tape. Isaiah Simmons out of Clemson. He's a linebacker. He's listed as a linebacker. Don't say inside, outside, middle, nothing. He's a linebacker. Six foot four, 238 pounds. Uh, he won the Buckets Award in 2019. He was all the, the uh, ACC Defensive Player of the Year. Can't even read my dag on home hand right in 2019. All-American, unanimous decision for All-American in 2019. In his career, 44 games, 239 tackles, nine and a half sacks, four INTs, five forced fumbles, and one fumble recovery. On the other side, you got Chase Young, defensive end, can play a little blindbacker, they say, six foot five, 265. He This season alone, 2019, he's won the Bednarik Award. Ted Hendricks Award, the Bronco Nagurski Award. He won the Silver, the uh, Chicago Tribune Silver Football this year. He was second team all. Uh, I'm sorry, second team All Big Ten in 2018. He was a unanimous decision for All American in 19. All first team Big Ten in 2019. Now for his career, 98 tackles, 30 and a half sacks, eight forced fumbles, and 31 tackles for loss. And they're both just juniors. They haven't even played their senior year. They're foregoing their senior year. Now, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Simmons was a red shirt. But both of these guys only got three years under their belt. And you're telling me at the number two pick, there's a – as the Redskins, there's a discussion on who to take. Uh, and we – please, online, on Instagram, Facebook, we got a poll up in the Instagram story on the sideline junkies where we're voting. You got the number two pick. You're the Redskins. Who are you going to take? And as of right now, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the results are leaning towards Chase Young. Uh, let me make sure I'm right there. Yep. Chase Young is up right now by a couple of votes, but he's up nonetheless. And I said we would give our opinion. So, I'm going to let BJ go first. BJ, you're the Washington Redskins. 2020 draft. Pick number two. You're on the clock. See, and I, you know I love putting a GM hat on. So, <clears throat> number two pick, I'm sending out every smokescreen possible. I'm sending out um, the idea that that uh, the Redskins are interested in trading back for multiple picks that were not interested in Chase Young. 100% we're not sold on him. You know, we could go in another direction. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you whatever you need to hear. But when draft day comes, Chase Young out of Ohio State is my number two pick. And let me tell you why. And this is nothing against... Um, and nothing against uh, Isaiah Simmons. 
I, nothing at all. And here's the other issue, too. What defense is Jack Del Rio going to run in Washington? KG, is that going to be a 4-3 or 3-4? It's going to be a 4-3. That was – and Danny said that's what he wanted. That's what he got. It's going to be a 4-3. Okay. So, let's say it is a 4-3. Now, just off of – and here, here's where I'm not about – when you draft somebody, unless it's really flawed – I'm not about really changing their body weight. I'm not really changing their mechanics. I want you to come in and be you. I want somebody to guide you into the pro level, give you those tips to do what you've been doing, but take it to the next level. So just off Isaiah Simmons' weight alone, he's not a hand-in-the-dirt lineman. He's going to get manhandled by offensive linemen. He's a, he's a backer. So you would say he's an outside – let's just say he's an outside backer. Um, he sounds more like a uh, coverage backer, you know, high motor coverage backer um, that'll play real good for you in a 3-4, okay? Now, Chase Young – this is where Chase Young gets interesting because I think personally, that he's way more disruptive than Isaiah Simmons is. And also, he's more flexible, too, because, yeah, he's two, I think he was 265, KG said, but not only can you put him at backer, you could put him at the dirt, in the dirt if you wanted to switch him up a little bit. You know, if you just wanted to move him around. And this is something we talked about with Montez Sweat when they drafted him last year. I thought he was gravely unused, and um, the scheme for him was very, very elementary because he should have been moved around. He should have been lining up at outside linebacker, right in, you know what I'm saying, left outside linebacker, left in, right in, you know what I'm saying? I would have put him everywhere. We talked about move Kerrigan around. So now here's the interesting part, too. Our... This, I guess it depends on how and if you're going to keep Brian Kerrigan. Now, now I, I'm still drafting Chase Young number two. Uh, I really don't understand. I, I need to hear all the clip why Clint Portis thought that uh, Simmons would be a better pick, better fit for the Redskins than Chase Young. I definitely disagree with him 100% there. I think that Chase Young... And normally, the Redskins pre-Ron Rivera, it wouldn't have mattered who you drafted. You could have drafted Randy Moss the last six years. He would have came here, and he would have been put under a blanket because the coaching was bad. Now that you have competent coaches in place, now that you have staff in place that expect have, have expectations and have a bar set and know what they're doing and, you know, they won't accept nothing but the best out of you. Okay, now when you bring a Chase Young in here, now you're talking about developing him into a monster. I'm really, I think for Montez Sweat coming into his second year, under Ron Rivera, under Jack Del Rio, I think you're going to see some nasty things. I think you're going to go to the games at FedEx Field and people are going to be dialing 911. And I ain't trying to be dramatic. But I think, Jack, we, we know, if you know football, if you follow football, you know Jack Del Rio 
He's a defensive guy. That's what he does. So I'm excited to see what he's just going to do with Montez Sweat. But now if you're going to run a 4-3, I would think Montez would be more of the left outside linebacker and Chase Young would be the right outside linebacker. Let Chase Young blitz. Let Chase Young roam. Blitz, let him do the nasty things. Um, I'm not saying Sweat is a, a bad rusher or anything like that, um, but it doesn't matter. You, they, they can line up on either side. But if you bring Kerrigan back, now if you're going to a 4-3, you bring Kerrigan back, are you putting Kerrigan in the dirt full time? I would. And that's not nothing a knock on Ryan Kerrigan. That's not a knock on 91. You're talking about second all-time in Redskins history for a sacks right behind Dexter. He's older, and I think that if you put him at the ends, and not just, he he don't have to stay at the end. He can move around. He can go to each end. You can drop him back. You know what I'm saying? It's different variations of the 4-3. You can bring a 46 out out of the 4-3 and just have, you know, have have that going. It's, it's, It's so many possibilities. Um, That could be really disruptive. But I think the Redskins are doing what they're supposed to be doing. Just sending out those smoke screens. Just imagine that Indian on the side of the helmet, on the Redskins helmet, doing the smoke screens with the blanket. That's what they're doing right now. Because I'll never say never. I'll never say that it's not a scenario. But I think that the issues that the Redskins had, over the last couple of years, getting to the quarterback, applying pressure. We, we all know how that works. If you get to the quarterback and apply pressure consistently, like Khalil Mack does in Chicago, like Von Miller does in uh, Denver, where you have to have your offensive line shift to these guys and double team for these guys, I think Chase Young could be that, that, that type of player. He could be that disruptive because he's 265. It's nothing asking him to put on 10 pounds. 275, still had the same speed burst. You'd be able to put him in the dirt or have him play linebacker. I I think for me, it's just, it's a no-brainer. Now, if, um, I I just don't see a scenario where um, they're trading back and still getting Chase Young, trading back to the third, fourth, or fifth, getting more picks and still getting chased. I just don't see that scenario. Um, I am trying to bring up the draft order because I, I, know, I know, Kevin, you said that um, Detroit was three, I thought yeah. you said. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hold Cincinnati on. one, Detroit. I mean, uh, Cincinnati one, Washington two, Detroit three, Giants four. Miami five. That's your top five picks right there. Okay. Um, Miami, uh, well, Miami could could use a quarterback. Um, New York. I'm trying to think, you know, what does, what does New York need? A receiver. So, man, it's, it's hard. It's hard for one. One, I wouldn't trade with New York anyway because they're in my division. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't right. do those, I wouldn't do them any favors. I, you know, I know it's business at the end of the day, but I'm not trying to help the New York Giants get better in their division. But okay, how many times they came back to burn the Redskins trading in your division? Hey, I mean, hey, that's 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 something they have to learn. Uh, 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 fortunately, one of the pieces that that orchestrated these uh, trades are gone. So hopefully, going forward, that's something that. That has doesn't have to be worried about. Now I, I I got the draft order up. I'm just looking to see, you know, um, the the lightning bolts need a quarterback, but that's too far back. They they got Terod. What are you talking about? Yeah, like I said, they <laughs> they got Terod. That means they need to trade up and get two picks in the mm-hmm. top five and get a quarterback. So, yeah, I'm I'm looking on this list. You know, Carolina could use the quarterback now. They got rid of Cam Newton. But they the got Dolphins. Yeah, I know. I know if they're going to put their, their eggs in that basket, cool. Um, I'm just looking at the teams that, like, desperately need a quarterback. The Bengals can't move. They have to have a quarterback. There is no talk out of Bengals camp of trading back. If they do there, they might as well put on their season tickets, just come and enjoy the hot dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know Matthew Stafford. He's no spring chicken, but you know he's definitely um, in his top t- top twenty quarterback of of the league. So you, you know, we always talk about having a guy that can win games for you. Um, it's time to let him go. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, no. Let me rephrase that. It's time to set him free. Okay. He's been yeah, I mean, held down by Detroit for so long, and he's been doing his thing. I mean, they give him all this money, but never put any weapons around him. The one weapon that he had was Megatron. And what did you do? You nothing. did nothing. You didn't put anything. You never give him any running backs. You never give a, a complimentary receiver. Now, you do got, uh, geez, I can't remember the daggone tight end's name they drafted last year. Galladay didn't receive it. He's pretty nice. Yeah, he's good. He's pretty um, nice. But now, now they're starting to build. But he's in the twilight of his career. How much? How much longer does he have? We don't know. He's now, not. Absolutely don't know because he keeps getting injured. He's not Tom Brady. So he's not be forty-five, still putting up numbers that he did when he was twenty-nine. Well, before we even. Before we even get out of the car and get the cameras and start walking away, I'm going to bring it back. And I'm going to end my, my Chase Young rant and what the Redskins should do with the number two pick. I just think it's smoke screens. I think they know their guy. And from there, um, like I said, I just don't see a scenario with the teams behind them where they're going to trade back and still get Chase Young. So... With that being said, KG, you are on the clock, my friend. Chase Young or Isaiah Simmons? Well, I, 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 it's not much that can be said that ain't already been said. Nothing against Isaiah Simmons. Now, Isaiah Simmons used to be a DB that converted to linebacker, kind of sort of what Erlacher did when he came out of New Mexico State. He was a safety that converted to linebacker, and now he's in the Hall of Fame. I would more like to see Isaiah Simmons convert back to DB, a uh, strong safety maybe, 
because I think that's what he played. He played strong, a little strong safety before he converted. That's why he has the the slimmer frame for linebacker. But he he probably be pretty good in coverage. But number two pick, nah, it's got to be Chase Young because just the, the the number of bodies, just defensive line alone. We don't need another linebacker. Let's let let, let me say that first because we have. Uh, Cole Holcomb, who came into his own as a rookie last year, Josh Harvey Clemens, Sean Dion Hamilton. If Ruben Foster can get back next year, we still got him. Uh, we just signed Thomas Davis. We just re-signed John Bostic, a sideline, a sideline, middle linebacker. Uh, we still got Ryan Anderson. Okay. And you kept saying, if, 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 if Ryan Kerrigan comes back, Ryan Kerrigan will be back. The showstopper will go nowhere. He bleeds burgundy and gold. He will retire wearing burgundy and gold. I'm sorry. But uh, to have a rotation at the ends with Ryan Kerrigan, uh, they may move uh, Jonathan Allen. They, they they talk about they got him listed as a defensive tackle and De'Ron Payne defensive tackle. Okay, fine. But Matt Ioannidis can play the tackle or the end. And just to see four down linemen, and I can see Kerrigan, uh, Allen, Payne, Chase Young, and then right behind Chase Young, in the shadows, is Montez Sweat standing right over him. And then you looking like, okay, what the hell am I going to do? But then I can switch it up. And I can move Chase Young to the inside, put Matt Ioannidis on the outside. And then you like, well, that's not scary. Okay. Everybody knows in D.C. the motor that Matt Ioannidis has. He's very disruptive. And to put him and Chase Young side by side and you let them guys stunt, it's a friendly competition. Who will knock the quarterback out first? That's the way I see it. Now, with Simmons, I don't get that vibe. I, we need a game changer. I'm not saying that Isaiah Simmons is not a game changer. He's just not a game changer in Washington. Chase Young, Upper Marlboro kid, local kid, come on home. That's, and it seems like that's what's happened. Dwayne Haskins, local kid, came home. Let's not be idiots and get him up out of here, but we'll talk about that after the break. But the, 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 the combinations that you can come up with, you know, uh, you can have Matt Ioannidis with his hand in the dirt. You can have Montez Sweat, Chase Young, uh, uh, Nate Orchard all standing. So you don't know if they they rushing. You don't know if they dropping back. You don't know what's going on. You don't know if Ruben Foster's coming. You don't know if Thomas Davis coming. You don't know if uh, John Boss is coming. You don't know where the pressure's coming from. And what you said, BJ, about putting that 46 in, that's how you do it. Because the thing is, you don't know where the pressure's coming from. And the 46 was designed to stop the run. And we got horses in the NFC East. You got Saquon Barkley, you got Ezekiel Elliott, and it seemed like the Eagles, whoever they pick up at running back, always gouges the Redskins. That's three teams that we need to stop the run with. And if we, you know, if we were to come out and just show flashes of the 46 and get people scared, just get them scared because you don't know where the pressure's coming from. That's all we need. That is all we need. But all in all, long story short, if I'm on the clock, 
no hesitation. As soon as Roger Goodell say the Washington Redskins are on the clock, that card's already in his hand when he goes to leave the podium. It's nothing to say. With the number two pick of the 2020 NFL Draft, the Washington Redskins select Chase Young out of the Ohio State University. That's it. I wouldn't even. He wouldn't even get those words out of his mouth. When he was coming to the podium with the, the card to make the announcement, I would tackle him. Tackle him, take the card from him, just so it ain't no, it's no mix-up. It's, 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 you know, it's no, it's no mistakes made. Tackle him and make and make the pick, you know, we we'll announce the picks ourselves. Um, like I said, man, it's, it's so many. If you have the right defensive coordinator, I joked about this. Many, many shows ago, I said I would have I have Montez wearing a FedEx uniform. You bring Chase here, I put him in UPS uniform. You know, you still got Ryan Curry to put him in an Amazon delivery uniform and just be like, had a quarterback looking like, uh, what's going on here? By the time he know, by, by the time he, he says that in his head, he's already sacked. Mm-hmm. When, if, you, if you're mixing the people around, Especially somebody that is super disruptive. And I go to Von Miller and I go to Khalil Mack because if you're a good quarterback and listen to the sideline junkies, we established that there are only five quarterbacks in this league that can get you to the Super Bowl. Then there are ten good quarterbacks in the league. Then we got you got you got that second tier of good, you know, quarterbacks putting up stats. You're Jameis Winston's of the world that, you know, got to learn how to take that next step, okay? If you go to the line of scrimmage and you're playing the Bears and Khalil Mack and you're not identifying where he is before you hike the ball, you've already lost. If you're not identifying where he is and making the line shifts and line coverages to him, and let the or, or it, let's just say you don't do that. Let's say you got a really good offensive line a captain on the offensive line, he you gotta let him make the adjustments. Where 52 is. Where's 52 at? All right, you know, we shift him left to 52, double team 52. You're already like when when you already have to do stuff like that and you can't even call your play yet, or you your your coach's play calling all week has been designed to get away from Khalil Mack to keep an extra running back in uh, and not, you know, a good blocking running back because you just can't put anybody back there. A good blocking running back to stop Von Miller and Khalil Mack. You've already, <laughs> as the opponent that has that defense, that, that, that dominant player, you've already won half the battle. So, I think, per my, this is just my personal opinion, I think Chase Young has that, that ability to be on there with Khalil Mack and Vaughn and be that disruptive. And I think Jack Del Rio, being that de- defensive mastermind he is, I think you'll, you'll see that unleashed a little bit, especially with Montez Sweat on the other side. I think he was gravely un- underused last season. So I think you're gonna see and I'm like I'm like Kevin, there's no way um like I said, I don't know what Clint Porter's sees in Simmons. Uh, but 
there's just absolutely no way that Chase Young is not the number two pick. Well, looks like me and BJ are in agreement. For those that are listening, jump on over to Instagram, give your vote on the poll, on the story, and we'll share those results uh, as soon as they're final. So be sure that. But right now, we need to pay some bills. So we're going to take a break. Then we're going to come back and we're going to switch to the offensive side of the football. And we've been talking quarterbacks tonight. So we're going to talk about Redskins and their three quarterbacks. And who was said earlier this week or was it last week? But it was said the last couple of days. My days run together. It's going to be the number one quarterback coming out of training camp going into the 2020 NFL season. Stay tuned for that. We'll be right back. Back in this thing like we never left. So, we're going to talk about Redskins quarterbacks. Now, we, this town is no stranger to quarterback controversies. Jeez. Uh, um, Sonny Jurgensen and Billy Kilmer. <sighs> Mark Rippon and Doug Williams. Uh, Gus Farratt and Heath Shuler. Uh, Jeff George and Brad Johnson. RG3 and Kirk Cousins. Tony Banks and uh, who was it? Tony Banks and somebody who was it? I can't even remember who else it was, but there was a quarterback controversy there. It, it, this town is no stranger to it. I think when it comes down to quarterbacks, uh, it's always some sort of controversy here. Now, last week, a couple of days ago, whatever you want to call it, somebody, I can't remember who it is, so I'm not going to quote him, but they were saying that Kyle Allen, who the Redskins traded for, a traded fifth-round pick for, will be the undisputed starter come 2020 NFL regular season. Me, personally, I called Bull because I'm not going with Kyle Allen, who went 12 starts last year, 62% 62% completion percentage, 3,332 yards, 17 touchdowns, 16 interceptions, 80.0 QBR. I'm not going with Kyle Allen because Kyle Allen was benched later in the season for Will Greer, who is, uh, if I'm not mistaken, this starter down in Carolina. Not going with him. As of right now. As of right now. <clears throat> but now, Looking at the other two quarterbacks, you have Alex Smith coming back off a catastrophic injury, uh, not last year, year before, Houston Texans game, which the sideline junkies were at, and it was right after halftime. Never forget it. Uh, one of those things that that happened, and you know where you were. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's coming back now. He had 10 starts that last season. completion percentage, 2,180 yards, 10 touchdowns, 5 INTs, 85.7 QBR, and we were 6-3. He covered up a lot of things. But 
when he went down, the wheels fell off. Okay? Then that brings us to the end of the season, starter last season. Number 15 pick in the 2019 draft. The one, the only, Dwayne Haskins. Seven starts last season. 58% completion percentage. Uh, 1,365 yards, seven touchdowns, seven INTs, a 76.1 QBR. Now, granted, Dwayne didn't get the reps that he should have early on in the season. Uh, Jay Gruden was hell-bent on going with Case. Um, He had no intention of going with Dwayne. So, Dwayne was behind the curve until Bill Callahan took over. Then you saw the flashes, especially in the Detroit game. I was at that game, and I saw him take the team down the field. And it was a totally different team once he got them rolling. So what you're telling me is you're going to start Kyle Allen, a returning Alex Smith, over your young emerging bull in Dwayne Haskins. BJ, make it make sense. Well, I can't I can't make it make sense to you because it doesn't make sense to me. Um, you know, we like you said, we were at that Houston game when Alex Smith had that devastating injury. Uh you never want to see anything like that happen to anyone. And um, you know, just Seeing what Alex Smith does, how he presents himself, he seems like he's a great guy, you know, great family man, um, a leader, everything you look for. But when you drafted Dwayne Haskins, that was that was closing the chapter on Alex Smith. It was, you know, making sure he recovered correctly, giving him all the support that the organization needed to give him to be get back to 100%, get back to himself. Some thought he might, you know, lose his leg, might not walk again. It, it just, it was all types of things going on being, um, you know, talked about. So, you know, it seems like he's, you know, getting, going to get back to 100%. But the notion that for whatever reason that you're not going to give your first round pick a chance to prove himself when, you know, last season he was under, uh, uh, obviously under a coach that just had basically had no clue what to do. Um, and, and Jay Gruden, absolutely no clue. I mean, you talking about, we, we, we all know he didn't, probably didn't want to deal with Dwayne. That wasn't his guy. But we talking about somebody that could barely call a game. So I don't really care what his thoughts was on Dwayne Haskins. But I just, I mean, I understand it. And, you know, I don't want to get too deep into it on this show because you have a 2015 NFL MVP sitting in free agency and then you have somebody that threw for 5,000 yards last uh, season with 30 touchdowns. And you keep hearing that's not a market for them. Yet somebody just went and got Kyle Allen. Um, the Bears traded for Nick Foles. I just said in the last segment, there are only five quarterbacks that can win you a Super Bowl in this league. Okay? 
we're not talking about, you know, a team having a, a world-class once-in-a-lifetime, once-in-every-decade defense that could, that could win you a Super Bowl. We're not talking about that. I'm talking about just five quarterbacks right now that could take their teams to Super Bowls and win. Patrick Mahomes being one of them. Tom Brady being the other. Um, Drew Brees. Uh, even though Gary, Gary would disagree with that. Um, That's because he doesn't know any better. I'm trying to teach him. Um, I think Big Ben could take you to a Super Bowl. I, just, just off of his arm alone. Is off of his quarterback play. Um, I know I'm forgetting somebody. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Um, man, I, if I'm forgetting somebody important, it's not on purpose. Of just my mind is drawing a blank. But notice, if I didn't name your team's quarterback, your team's quarterback can't get you to a Super Bowl. You know, it's it's. And people, I guess people say, well, what about Matt Ryan? I guess, you know, did Matt Ryan help get his team to a Super Bowl? Yeah, he did. But he's still, I still don't put him in those, that list of quarterbacks that when the season starts, you know they can get their teams to Super Bowls. If they're healthy, if they play the whole thing. Aaron Rodgers, oh my God, I don't know how I forgot about Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Um, if you don't have one of those quarterbacks on your team, then you're playing for second place. It's just sad to say that. Um, so to bring going back and going back to Dwayne Haskins to, to to draft somebody number one and not put the chips on the table for him, go all in on him. He got partial of a season with a coach that didn't want him. So here already, and here, what how, what year is this for Dwayne Haskins, KG? This will be year two. Year, year number two, third coach. Think about that for a second, okay? And I'm going to bring a name up that last time I would say this name, a Redskins fan might give them chills, but Jason Campbell. Hopefully, and I, I don't think it'll get to that point because I think Ron Rivera is a long-term guy. But Jason went through something, the same thing, you know, similar in the beginning of his career where he just kept coordinator after coordinator after coordinator. So, yeah. For people to to say that Kyle Allen is going to compete for the number one job, I just – no, don't get me wrong. I know you can't give anybody anything, but you're not. It's like it's like if I if I'm Dwayne Haskins, I feel like this team doesn't have. I don't want to say the team because it's not coming from the team. It's coming from sources. Am I am I correct, KG? Yeah, this so is I, not. I it's not official. This is just coming yeah, from a source. Yeah, it's coming from a lot of sources that cover the Redskins that Cal Allen could push for the number one job. He could actually be a week one starter. Come the beginning of the season, it's just, you just look into this, and you look up and you just shake your head, and it's like, is this, is this for real? Is this real life? Yeah, is this real life? I mean, look, is Dwayne Haskins a rough diamond right now? Absolutely, but the only way to get him polished, and the only way to get him ready, 
I mean, it, it looks like he's putting in the work. Now, I want to see what he can do with a full offseason, preparing as a starter. And everybody keeps talking about, oh, go get this free agent, go get that free agent. And last season, we, you saw what Terry McLaurin could do. Um, name me the other receivers. Steven Sims Jr.? Mm-hmm. Who else? Who else? Was Kelvin it? Harmon. Kelvin Harmon. Am I missing somebody else? Uh, Cam Sims didn't do much until later in the season. Uh, okay, no, let's just stop. Let's just stop there. Let's just stop there. Why? And here, here's what I here's what I don't understand. I keep saying that seeing the things that the skins trade for Brandon Cooks, or I forgot the other other guy name. It's like you have talent sitting here. Exactly. You have talent sitting here. Why aren't you going to give these guys a full offseason a chance to prove what they can do instead of going to go get guys that, for whatever reason, their teams don't want them anymore? You know, I know why the, I, I think I know why the Rams are trying to get rid of Cooks. The Rams probably in cap hell. They can't be worse than Kansas City, $177. Well, yeah, I, and I saw that. And when I saw that, I saw that. I said Kansas City get that straight before, you know. The only people they care about is is, is Patrick Mahomes, you know. And the having, yeah, that's it. You know, mm-hmm. long, they, they won their Super Bowl. They're going to re- restructure some contracts. And They'll get they, money. And, and like every other Super Bowl team, you, you're going to lose some people that's going to go get big contracts elsewhere. It's a it's just the way things work. So, I, I see, just go ahead. Casey. Here's the problem. No, here's the problem. Everything you said was spot on, but nobody, it, nobody realized that. Every I, I hear fans and I see fans talk about Brandon Cooks. A few years ago, uh, people were talking about going to get Kenny Britt, and I used to explain this to to Keith. One of our, 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 our listeners to the show, uh, he's been on a couple times. I got to get him back on for the draft. But I've explained to him when we were talking about Kenny Britt, I'm like, we're trying to get the knuckleheads out of D.C. Why would you bring a knucklehead to D.C.? And then Kenny Britt, I forget where he signed to, but he signed and he made trouble there. I said he would have did worse here because there's no control. So he would have been worse. But that's my whole thing. If the Rams don't want him, Pittsburgh don't want him, the Giants don't want him, what the hell do we want them for? We may not be the big flashy city that Las Vegas and New York is, but you can get in a lot of trouble in D.C. and Virginia. It's a lot of daggone and, nightlife out here. And not only can you get in trouble, you can get in trouble anywhere. And I said this on the last show. Of all the fan bases to not want to win free agency, not want – the. To 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 want to win free agency and complain about what the Redskins aren't doing in free agency, it just it's baffling to me because you know, and I'm not, I'm not trying to sound like a broken record because I said this last episode. You won free agency outright and got your head smashed in. So build this thing up from the ground up the right way. Mm-hmm. Go through your draft. See what you got on the field. I personally think that the way Terry McLaurin played last year, and, and this is this is unanimous. I know everybody feels this way. You have your number one receiver. 
I think I saw enough out of the rest of the receiving core. I don't touch the rest of the receiving core. Now, I, I definitely, you know, before, you know, when the season ended, in my head, I need to get rid of the trash, which is Paul Richardson Jr. Say it again. Say it again. You have to get rid of the trash, which was Paul Richardson Jr. Okay? You have you had to make the decision on Jordan Reed. That had to be done. You couldn't go in another season with Jordan Reed. You have to move on from that. Um, the 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 running back situation, hey, the more the merrier. I told you personally, I wouldn't assign um, AP back, but that's that's my personal opinion. I, I'm in a minority in that. He he had a close. He had yeah. a. He had a uh, option. It was a um, team option, and, team and, and he deserved it because he he worked his he worked his ass off. You know what I'm saying? That's it, you were talking about the only stable piece in the backfield right now. So you know I can understand why you know that that the decision was made. Cool. Now the where the Redskins have, are having trouble at the uh, Brandon Sheriff. He signed his franchise tender, didn't he? If I'm not mistaken, I believe he did. You but, lost Eric Flowers. Yeah, oh my God, over ten million dollars. Yeah. So, but I, you know, this 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 notion that, I, I, you know, that Kyle Allen mm-hmm. is is you know I can see if the only the way I can see that if they sign Jameis Winston, then I can be like, okay, yeah, yeah, Dwayne might not start because. <laughs> Jameis is a better quarterback right right now. Right now. Right now. Jameis is a better quarterback than Dwayne Haskins is. But it's just like then and, – and I understand you can't take that because that was Bruce Allen's draft. I understand you can't take that back. But it's just like you don't waste first-round picks. And then if you, if you get rid of them, you're not getting a first-round pick back for Dwayne Haskins. Nope. You'd so, be lucky to get a third. Yeah, I don't think you're going to get that. But here's the thing. Towards the end of last season, once he got into a rhythm, he built up a chemistry with Kelvin Harmon, with Terry McLaurin. Uh, he even had a little something going with Trey Quinn before Quinn got hurt. Um, he got a little something with Cam Sims, Steven Sims. Those guys, that, that, if you had, you tell me that the Redskins can only have five receivers. Here are your five receivers. Kelvin Harmon, Terry McLaurin, Trey Quinn, Steven Sims Jr. And, of course, I'm going to say my man Cam Sims. Everybody else is expendable. But Darvin Kitsy, he can, he, can, he can stay. I like him. He, he needs to be on the field. But if you keep putting guys in front of these young guys, they're never going to get on the field. Never going to. If, 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 we, if we're at Redskin Park right now and you laid those five names out to me, I'm getting this, the stamp of approval. I'm stamping the paper. I'm like, okay, we're set at right receiver. That's we're it. We're set at right receiver. That's it. That's it. I, I could, because we got a number one, number one. The whole league knows what McLaurin is about now. Mm-hmm. Now, let, now we have to develop what we have. We have. We, I think we have some dogs. Yes. Okay. I think we have some dogs. You know, now you have to get just like McLaurin came on. You gave him a chance to shine. And just imagine that was with unstable quarterback play. Just, just, just think about that for a second. Just think about if you had consistent 
good quarterback play. His numbers would have probably doubled. Yes. But now, how do you get consistent? How do you start to get consistent quarterback play? One. What's the first thing you got to do? One, you have to have consistency upstairs. Everything starts upstairs. You have to have consistency upstairs. You have to put put in place people, head coach, offensive uh, coordinator, quarterbacks coach that know what they're doing, that can lay a foundation. Okay? We're talking about laying a foundation, not just building in the mud. Okay? And once you get that in place, it's sticking with what you you have to hire the right people. I think this time the Redskins got it right. They hired the right people, and it's implementing a system and sticking with it. Sticking with this system, getting Dwayne the reps to become a number one quarterback. Because you're KG, he looked good that he every game, every play, he started looking more comfortable, mm-hmm. a little bit better in the pocket, throws more mm-hmm. crisp, like he started understanding stuff a little bit more. Exactly. So you he has to exactly he has to play. If there any if it's anybody else, the only way I'm saying that <clears throat> Dwayne we Dwayne Haskins is not the week one starter. If they go, you know, right now Tampa Bay is shopping Jameis Winston. They're not gonna get anything for him because they know they don't. <laughs> he's not worth what they're asking for. And I'm not saying that because Winston's not worth it. But when you're doing business, I'm just like, well, I'm gonna just let, let you release him because y'all gonna want to get rid of him anyway. No, Jameis Winston is a is a free agent. He was released already. No, it, check that. I thought I thought he was still with the Buccaneers. No, I think, he is a free agent. Okay. the The only way I see Haskins not starting if for some reason uh, Ron Rivera and Cam Newton reunite, reunite, or if they bring in Jameis Winston, and if that's the case, then. <sighs> I don't even know if you can keep Dwayne Haskins. I, I, if I'm Dwayne Haskins, I wouldn't want to stay. Here's the problem. James Winston was a number one, number one. Cam Newton, if I'm not mistaken, was a number one, number one. Mm-hmm. Now, Dwayne was a number one, number 15, but he was a first-round pick. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of people are saying the Redskins may pull a Arizona Cardinal. And you take your number one your first round pick and you ship them on out because you got the next latest and greatest. Kyle Allen is not the next latest and greatest. I'll take, if you give me a choice between Kyle and Dwayne, Dwayne's my number one. Uh, I, I think it should be down to Dwayne and Alex Smith competing for number one, because we don't know physically if Alex can play. If Alex can't play and physically it's, he, he's just unable to play. I'll make sure he gets his money. He gets a, a position so he can take care of his family. And I'll make sure he's taken care of. But we're not going to waste that roster spot knowing that you can't play. Yeah, I, I'm I just going to recoup none of the money. I don't need none of the money. It'll just be dead cap space, but I'll make sure you get paid. Because at least you tried to come back. Some people be like, yeah, I'm going to come back and then milk it until the contract's up. 
I mean, but, look, I, I understand what you're saying, but I, I just, I feel like at some point, Dwayne has to be scratching his head, and be like, okay, do they, do they want, do they want me here? Because he, he hears the same. He's, 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 he's a social media baby, so he yeah. hears the same thing everybody else is here. And then at some point, you gotta be like, well, damn, do they want me here? Think about this, B. The reason everybody was like, why would they go get Kyle Allen? I think the reason why they would they went to go get Kyle Allen, and this is just me thinking about it now, I got a clearer head. You Kyle Allen is gonna be what Colt McCoy was, uh Rex Grossman, guys that come in with a new coach and you know the offense, so you can and to switch sports, what BJ Armstrong did when he went to Charlotte, and they played against the Bulls. He broke down the triangle on how to defeat it, even though it didn't work. But he broke it down. That's what Kyle Allen is there for. He's the 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 buffer to say, "Hey, this is what the offense looks like. This is what we, you know, this is what this we." Is how, and this is how we run it exactly because he he worked with Ron Rivera, right? And so you 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 would take he could say, "No, no, no, Dwayne, when you drop back, this is what you got to." and bang, 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 and this is where, you, you know, keep your eyes downfield because it's going to happen very quick. If the defense comes out in this look, this will be your first read, but if they come out in this look, this will be your first read. And Dwayne can say, okay, I get that. Alex can say, okay, I get that. And then they go out and execute, and Kyle Allen is like, all right, they got it, coach. And Kyle Allen's the number three with the clipboard, but he's going over – the, the the pictures he's got the tablet and everything. I mean, I'm saying pictures. Geez, they don't even use those anymore. They use a tablet and go over the whole play. So he's got the tablet and he's going over everything with the quarterbacks and the quarterback coach. And they're breaking everything down, but it's making the team better. That's why I think they got Kyle Allen. But I could be wrong. I could be a little too optimistic. They probably let's, did let's, get him in here to push him. Yeah, I mean, look, everybody needs a push. Like I said, if you don't have if the quarterback position is not that straight, you're not going to win. You have Dak Prescott in the division. He's one of, you know, I know people don't think so, but he's one of the, 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 the he, he's not that top five quarterback I talk about. Oh, I thought you was going to say something else because I had some, I had some choice words for you. Oh, no, no, no. He's not that top five quarterback where he has to, he has to prove that. He's in that second, he's in that second tier where he can light up the league, light up the stats, light up the scoreboard. He's a dual threat. So you already he's a, he's a division's best quarterback. I don't know why the hell Carson Wentz name keep coming up as one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. I don't know where that nonsense comes from. And whatever Over. you whatever y'all smoking, y'all send me some of it. Overrated. Overrated. Yeah, I, yeah Carson Wentz has a lot to prove. So we're not even going to get on that right now. But I just the, the scenario, the scenario you you laid out, I'm going to speak on that and then let you come in and then we'll wrap it up. But I think even if Alex Smith comes back behind Dwayne, you're going to have that quarterback controversy like you did with RG3 and Kirk Cousins. Because the first time Dwayne makes a mistake or looks bad, or the offense goes three three and out the first half of the game that you know they're not moving the ball. They, people are going to be calling for Alex Smith. You don't want to put him in that position. 
I agree. I, I agree. Because if he's constantly looking over his shoulder waiting for the hook to come and get yanked, yeah, that's not a comfortable feeling because he'll never settle down. But Alex Smith being the guy that he is, every time Dwayne made a mistake and he looked over his shoulder looking for the hook, Alex Smith would be standing next to Ron Revere shaking his head, no, do your thing, settle down. You got this. That's the type of guy Alex Smith is. Granted, we all want to be starters in life. But sometimes you you have to uh, push somebody that you're supposed to be in competition with, but you're not really because Alex Smith is, what, 35? Come on now. He, he really don't have miles and miles of road ahead of him. He's down the street. You know, he's down the intersection, city blocks now. Because that's that's how football does you. But I think that if Dwayne got rattled and he's looking for the hook the first time he does it, it'll be Alex. No, you got this. Settle down. Do your thing. And then I think that right there, that reassuring right there would give him the confidence to do what he needs to do. And I think just that he can do it. Well, brother, I agree with you. Um, we shall see. You know, there's a, there's a lot of moves to be made, a lot of behind-the-scenes things to go on. I mean, I don't. we don't even know if the draft is going to take place and if it is going to take place, how it's going to take place. When was the draft supposed to be? Uh, 22 days from now. They say it's still going on. It's uh. Not it's not even gonna be a problem. They say they're gonna do it somehow, some way. They're gonna figure out how to do it. Okay, I mean, you know, we'll and we'll see from there. I'm, I'm, the the news is only gonna get juicier as we get closer to the draft. So, um, you know, every time we get an update and something hot comes on the wire to, to to speak about, we'll be on here talking Redskins. So, you know, you know where to find us. Like KG said, hit the Instagram story. Vote who you think the Redskins should take, or you know, based on what Clint Porter said, who would you take? Right, and uh, let us know. And last but not least, this has got to be said the Redskins signed Ronald Darby. Uh, what was that Friday, Saturday? They signed Ronald Darby, and Ronald Darby, former Buffalo Bill, so B is familiar with him, uh, former mm-hmm. Philadelphia Eagles, so Redskins fans, we're familiar with him. But not only that, he went to Potomac High School in Oxen Hill. He is a Oxen Hill kid, another local kid coming home. So Quentin Dunbar, who was traded to Seattle for a fifth-round pick, had some things to say uh, on the Instagram story, um, the Instagram post of one of the Redskin pages. Uh, where you at? Where you at? Where you at? Of course, I, I can't find my thread up there is bj because i sent it to bj because i was i I was like what kind of bs is that so quentin dunbar had a few words about it and uh give me one second uh here we go it's redskins assigning ronald darby it's a one-year deal four million chosen one underscore 47 quentin dunbar great signing but i wasn't worth the extra meal Ha, joke. Laughing emoji joke. And, bruh, 
Why you got to sound so bitter? You didn't want to be here. It's not like they didn't want you here. We all wanted you here. As a fan base, we wanted you here because we know how talented you are. But you, to be quite honest, that right there, that one comment made you sound like a bitter bitch. But it, and not not only that, that one comment as a Reds campaign, you just shake your head and be like, oh, okay, glad he's gone. If he, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you can't even put this behind. You're on a team that is in Super Bowl contention. You just went to a team that's in Super Bowl contention. Think about that. And you're mm-hmm. still worried about the Redskins they're doing. That, so that that's the equivalent of you and your girl didn't work out. You move on to a chick that's a multi-millionaire supermodel, but you still worried about what your other girl doing. But you got this chick that's badder than bad, and you still worried about the ex. Dog, forget about that. Think about it like this. You could be on the street right now instead of in Seattle. So you are, you move from a good position to a great position. Forget, you know, decent fair, you move to a great position. You're playing with one of the best quarterbacks in the league in Russell Wilson. You got one of those quarterbacks I said that could get you could to, take Super to a Super Bowl. You got a coach that lets the dogs out on defense so you're going to be able to do your thing and you still worried about what we doing here in D.C. And yeah, I, I did call him. I did say he sounded like a bit of bitch and if you got a problem with it, Slim, all you got to do is hit the DM. i give you my address. Once all this coronavirus, COVID-19 stuff over, we could settle it up like men. Because whatever you got, so there, one they made. Y'all, y'all can do it now. Y'all fighting hazmat suits. Nah, because if I get a hazmat suit, I don't already said it. I'm, I'm running down the street yelling 2319. You don't need certain things. That's, that's no. it. No, that's why they try to keep me in the house, because I'll do stuff like that. But, but hey, man, I, I agree I with you. I what I say. I agree with you 100%. Like I say, it just looks, it looks so childish, so bitter. And it, but, but the thing is, you just shake your head and be like, yeah, that's not somebody you want to hear. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you were a great corner. There's some good things. You're going to do good things. But number two every, on the last every, season. Everybody has to grow up. So, you know. Everybody goes to their growing pains, and he'll realize. He'll maybe he'll one day he'll look back and like I, I didn't even say, need to say that. It's over with. It's done with. You know, I moved on. I'm gonna get what I want. So, you know, but uh, as far as the Ronald Darby signing, um, hey, I watched his career start in Buffalo, and at the, at a time when Stephon Gilmore was still in Buffalo. Ronald Darby was the opposite. They were considered one of the best corner tandems in the league. Okay. Um, I don't have the stats in front of me, but I know he's missed some games. Um, But if Ronald Darby's coming here healthy, you're getting an absolute dog in corner. I think he's, I want to say he's 5'9", 5'10", 5'9", something like that. So They got got listed at 5'11". Okay, five eleven. I doubt that, but if if he's coming here, you <laughs> get he's healthy, and yeah, you're going you're getting an absolute dog in corner. Um, I I don't think at this, I I would be surprised if he come in. 
I would think he's a a, a, a nickel corner. That's what I would think because he you know he's he's not no spring chicken. You know we're talking about man, what's this? Two thousand twenty. So what was that? I, I can't even. I don't. I don't even know his. Uh, he came in two thousand fifteen. He ain't number twenty six. Okay. Fresh twenty six too. Turned twenty six on the second of January. Um. Okay. And he got okay. Super Bowl title. Yeah, he got Super Bowl title with the Eagles. So, um, I was trying to find his uh, how many games? Okay, yeah, here we go. Yeah, so seventeen and eighteen, he ha- he's had uh seventeen, eighteen, and nineteen. He's had injury issues, so he has never played a full season ever, even the first time coming in. Mm. Um, it, it looks like the first his first year at Buffalo, he may have played a full season because you know sometimes, you know, if they don't play a game, they don't give him credit for a game. But I, I like to sign him. I like to sign him. Bring him in as a nickel back. I think he's a solid. He's gonna be a solid nickel back, um, along with uh, bringing um, who did they sign back? Who was the other corner? The Redskins signed. I can't. Uh, it, Kendall Fuller. Kendall Fuller. Thank you. So, hey man. Oh, bringing uh, maybe they say this. It's it's not concrete. It's just in talks, and they kind of sort of broke down bringing Brashad Breeland back. I keep hearing that, but I keep hearing that he's more interested in the Redskins than the Redskins are in him. I, I've heard they haven't reached out to him at all. Yeah. So, well, he never left in the first place, but he left and went and got a Super Bowl ring, so I can't be mad. Hey, can't be mad at him. Absolutely not. So, definitely some interesting signings. I think that the signings that they're making are bolstering the roster the right way instead of trying to make the huge splash and get mm-hmm. these big names. So, I like the signings. They're going to continue as uh, we get closer to the draft. You're going to see some more moves. So just sit back. Don't blow a gasket. Let the new regime that, that looks, you know, that's a solid, it looks like they know what they're doing. They have a direction. Let them guys work and sit back and, and enjoy. That's it and that's all. Uh, so, well, we, 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 we didn't mean to go so hard, so long tonight, but it was necessary. Uh, of course, please, please, please check out Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the things that are sideline junkie so you can keep up with that. Um, every major platform, uh, streaming platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iTunes, iHeartRadio, um, Player FM, Spotify. I think I said that already. But every major platform, Sideline Junk is on there. So be sure to check that so you don't miss anything. And, of course, we are always on our home at Anchor. So that's just to let you know. Any parting words hey. there, Hey, no parting words, man. We're going to get up out of here. Until the next time, my man KG, I'm BJ, Sideline Junkies, DC Sports Rundown. Hope you enjoyed it. Like, subscribe, and we'll holler at you next time. Peace out. Out.